This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Delivery. so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode number 191 of the Stacey West podcast. I am Ben and this week it's me and Jake. How are you doing mate? You well? Um, yeah, I'm good thank you Ben. I've had a week off, off work so um, annual leave. It's been very nice mate i've just been uh playing on the playstation cars had its mot you know uh which is a bit of a don't bring of... that up you bastard <laughs> <laughs> yeah mine's cost considerably less than yours um yep. I've, I've not done a lot mate to be honest i've just had a week of detoxing before i go back to work for a week and then have detoxing. another two weeks off so you mate, know what d your week off should be for toxing that's the whole point of a week off you just sit uh, there eat crap food and get drunk yeah, but all my mates, I work with all my mates, so they're all still at work. So I can't exactly call them up to go and get hammered on an average hey. Tuesday evening for that because, but no, they won't do it, Ben. Um, so, but no, I'm good, mate. I'm good, obviously, apart from the uh, the, the, the trip to, to Shrewsbury on Saturday, which we'll come on to. But I've been keeping my eye on the football, I've watched football every day, and tonight there's um. Gillingham versus Dagenham and Redbridge for to play Leicester in the FA Cup, so that will take up my uh, okay afterwards. So no, I'm good, mate. How are you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm all right. It's it's been I'm I'm just tired to be honest. Um, it's been it's been a a, f- a couple of weeks. I had a, a lovely holiday last week. We didn't really do a whole lot, and then came back and um, realised that my uh, Etsy store had a shit ton of orders, which took up the entire weekend. So uh yeah been trying to trying to keep on top of all them which is fun and also um it's a good job that it's had a shitload of orders because my car had its mot today and it's cost me over 600 quid so hooray yay for cars oh that's that's that that is genuinely when you told me that 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 like pissed me off like how much yours was (laughs) i mean like we we're 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 quite lucky um the fact that my dad's mate rob um, he does all of ours pretty cheaply, but um, but uh, is it one of those where you'll buy him a crate of beer and he'll he'll you know he'll get it through its MOT nudge nudge but, wink wink? But, but literally, but I'm literally he charged me um, 
about 400 quid. I only put 250 there. He went, oh, don't worry about the rest, mate. I'm like, oh, thank you, mate. Much appreciated. So you I've got to get me his number. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just ridiculous. But at least mine didn't have a dead rat in it like Gaz's did. Um, no. Yeah. Did, did, did you not listen to the pod the other week where he was telling that story? Uh, to, be, to be honest, I, a bit like when Gary doesn't listen to the podcast when it's he's, I don't listen to the podcast when I'm not on it because it just not that not that it like that I've got something against you, Chris and Gary. I just I just can't be bothered. I just I'm I'm dealing with of a, of a, of a I'm busy bloke. Fantastic but, advert for the Stacey West podcast. There I, is, I've uh, got the high vis. I wear the high vis out and about. That that's how I do my marketing. <laughs> So as long as I'm doing my bit, my way on the hive is on a night out. I reckon we're all good. Yeah, Gary. Um, uh, Gary had a smell in his car. And he didn't quite know. Oh no, sorry. He, um, I don't think he did have the smell, but he, he took it in, and they were like, "Yeah, uh, there's a mouse behind your headlight," and we couldn't get it out. So he then went to have a look at it, um, and it turned out that it wasn't a mouse. It was a great big rat. Was it a lot? Uh, and he, no, no, it was very much dead because he he then went to sort of try and get it out and. Uh, I think he concluded that he pulled the rat's spine out. But oh. anyway, yeah, wonderful story. Um, but anyway, yeah, we, we're kind of kind of rambling because we're going to have to talk about it. Um, we never win away at Shrewsbury. Um, and that was proven on Saturday uh, with with just a... I mean, it was it was one of those days, wasn't it? I think we had half an hour of decent football. I thought we did enough to win the game in the first half, to be honest. Should have probably been out of sight by half-time. We weren't. Uh, Shrewsbury came out and got a penalty towards the end of the first half, which I don't know what Jamie Robson was doing. Um, I mean, at the time, it was fairly obvious that it was a penalty. I mean, nobody had any complaints about it. I mean, he he got a bit of a nudge in the back, but why was his arm up there anyway? Um, and then, yeah, the sort of as soon as the goal went in, I think most people thought, well, that's probably it because we never get anything at Shrewsbury. And uh, yeah, second half, it, it was so annoying um, because I was literally texting the 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 WhatsApp group and I said, Oh, Joe Walsh has had a cracking game. He's really is great, isn't he? And the next thing you see, literally as I hit send, he uh, he misplaced that header. But yeah, we'll talk about um well, Ben Ward analysis. Oh, Joe Walsh doing really well, isn't he? Oh, oh, he's, well, he's... He, up until that point he was. I you know, it wasn't it wasn't like he just you know, given a goal away, and then I went, "Oh yeah, he's playing really well." It was... That was going to happen. He knew subconsciously when he was <laughs> when he was texting that message. He knew, "All oh, right, Ben Ward just there. Uh, I've got to make yeah. it." Ben Ward now, and I so um, give the ball away. Yeah, no, yeah. Great, Cheers man. for that, Joe. Um, but no, I mean, look, let's let's look back on the first half because it was um, it was a really lively start. Um, you know, we pressed them quite well. Um, and, you know, I think, like I said, I think we had a couple of chances in the first half where really probably should have put the ball away a couple of times. Um, I think if I recall, I think Jack Diamond had a good good effort early go, early doors, if I remember. Was it Jack? Uh, it could have been. It was, it was, I was so far away from it, I couldn't really tell. <laughs> <me>. <laughs> but, I, uh, yeah. It was before, Ben. 
you honestly, it feels like you are at least yeah a mile or two away from the other goal. It it, it yeah, is I went last season. Worst away day. I think I think I went with with, with Jack with Mullall and, and and his mates. Um, mm. And um, we had a, we had a lovely time. I mean. Um, we, 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 lovely quick journey. We, we only stopped for the toilet once on the way there, which was nice. Um, we, we got to the pub. I can't remember what the pub's called, but it's up a fit opposite a really good chippy. Um, got in the pub. Pub wasn't open till eleven o'clock. We got there at ten o'clock. What did they do, Ben? They opened up for us, didn't they? Because we were oh, paying. That's nice. So we had a, we had a lovely couple of beers in the pub, but and then we ruined the day really by going to the football. Um, yeah. I think Jack said he's been to Shrewsbury eight times and not seen never us seen win. a point. Yeah, well, never seen us win. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I went last season, um, and you're right. It's it, it's you know horrible. It's quite away from the pitch. I think last season because it was towards the end of the season, it was quite. It was I think one of the warmest days of the year. So we basically just sunbathed in the away end for God knows how long. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know. Just looking through the, the the bits here, and um, yeah, Jack Diamond had a shot blocked early uh, in the first minute or so, and then it was kind of Vernon Virtue, so d- almost a bit like the regular you know, usual suspects. Um, yeah, I thought we were actually we came up very positive, like you said. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think maybe me, I turned to one of Jack's mates and said, maybe today's the day we're actually going to get something out of Shrewsbury. Um, how naive and stupid I was, um, but. Um, yeah, like you said, we, we opened up pretty well. I thought we kept the ball really well. Um, you know, we moved the ball forward. We weren't as direct as perhaps we had been in recent weeks. I thought we played the ball along the, the, the floor really well, um, which meant that the likes of Matty Virtue, Max Sanders really impressed me in that first sort of 10, 15 minutes. He got he got some really good runs going forward. Matty Virtue the same. Um, and like you say, I think I think we definitely had, from what I can remember, I mean, I, am, I had... Had a couple of beers at this point, but um, from what I can remember, Ben, we definitely had at least one or two chances that we would normally stick away, um, mm. um, uh, and it was it was disappointing because you know obviously we have the the high of our last performance against Morecambe where we've finally gone and beaten one of the teams that we're supposed to beat, and, and that feels like a massive milestone to then two weeks later who you thought we might be a bit fresher against Shrewsbury who had a game in the FA Cup so they might be a bit more leggy we've gone and started but we've not been as clinical as we, as we probably could have been and we should have mm. been um, which was really disappointing and then and then once once we missed those chances like you said Diamond had one I think Ben House had one as well um, certainly Matty Virtue had one Charles Vernon I seem to remember had the ball in a lot of very good areas around the pitch, which which is good because that suggests to me that Charles is improving with every game. Um, mm-hmm. It's someone that that was struggling to get into the team, but now he's re- you know he, he's had his chance and I think he's done really well. Um, but obviously, when you when you miss all those opportunities, um, you sort of preempt him for Shrewsbury to have their own spell, and they sort of did before maybe. Uh, they got a couple of corners. I know Carl made a really good save um, onto the crossbar, um, and then constant pressure is always going to lead to to something happening. And um, I thought at the time that Robbo was pushed in the back by their their right winger. I mean, I've, I'm saying this because I've got Lincoln City there. I mean, he said testicles. Um, <laughs> spectacles. <laughs> um, I've got spectacles and testicles for that fact. Um, 
and I thought that we might, you know, I thought the linesman was going to flag for a free kick, obviously. Um, again, being naive and stupid, Robbo's hand was in a really unnatural position, which I can understand why the referee gave the penalty. And, and to be fair to, to Rushworth, he nearly saved it, Got went the right way, got a hand to it. Um, I think it was Luke Lee. He, he always seems to score against us. I remember him scoring for um, Bristol Rovers against us as well um, before. Obviously scored against us last year in the 1-1 draw as well. So, um, But yeah, from that moment on, you went, oh, right, well, that, that's game over because we're not really... Um, Made made a stand stuff to come and because uh, I don't think we've come from behind to win a game or to it feels like we from all the I know the Plymouth game potentially but it doesn't feel like we've come from behind many times to go on and win or go do you know what I mean I'll come on and yeah you know, I feel that's like, a decent point actually I don't I, I don't have the numbers in front of me but I'm sure Gaz is busy on Y scale at the minute trying to find that if he's listening. It was one, and Sheffield Wednesday was one of the games that we've gone behind in and have come back. I, I just, I don't know if this team has got that in them yet, which is not bad. Well, obviously it's a bad thing at the minute, but I feel like teams have to learn that trait. Um, mm. And we, to be honest, we've not really gone behind many times, have we? And, and, no. And so that's probably why we've not done it. But yeah, mm. I, I thought that was an interesting point that, that we've not really got that ability to, to go up a few gears, what mid game it feels like we've got to start in the highest gear and and maintain that level rather than starting off slowly, which we never seem to do, and then go up the gears. So I don't know what you make about that, Ben. But um, I mean, I think that I, th- I think probably starting slowly and working up that w- we have done that a couple of times. Um, I, I can't off the top of my head. I can't remember a game uh, specifically, but I, I do remember sort of having a couple of games where it's been, you know, people have, well, while the game's been going on, you think, oh, okay, we're, we're maybe trying to play this a bit too cute and then stepped it up and, you know, scored. I mean, not to the same extent as, for example, you know, England did at the weekend, but um, it's, or when was it Tuesday night? No. It was the weekend, wasn't it? Being game. What, England? Yeah. No, it was Tuesday night. Pretty sure. I anyway, back. anyway, yeah. I mean, my my mind at the moment, all the days are the same. But um, yeah, I mean, it, you know, we we didn't quite do it to that extent, but I think it has been done a couple of times. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I think one of the biggest chances of the half fell to Ben House when he, you know, did what Ben House does and follows up and charges at the keeper. Um, keeper, I think, might might have shit himself a little bit uh, and basically given the ball to Ben, and uh, he's he's run onto it. While I was watching it, I thought he was going to hit it first time, um, but he, he took a couple of touches and um, yeah, obviously you know didn't score the chance. But um, it's it's another example, isn't it, of of just what he brings to the team? Because at the minute, you know, the question is, if and when Tom Hopper's fully fit, do you play him over Ben House at the minute? No, you don't. I don't think so, and and that's a shame being. Um, how, how Tom's club captain, but I think Ben offers probably as much, if not more, to the team that 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 that, 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 that Hopper does. Um, I think Mark said it numerous on numerous occasions how good he is out of, out of possession with the ball and the pressing. I think him and Jack Diamond actually work really well when you watch them because sometimes Jack goes and Ben has to back up, but sometimes Ben also leads the initiative and Jack goes and, and follows up, which has been 
really interesting to see. Um, I suppose the only sort of area that I think maybe Ben lacks in compared to Hopper is amount of defensive headers, which I can see why Hopper mm. um, is really effective in that in that sort of way. He's building that. Ben's not quite the same build, but Hopper, to be fair to him, is a really useful centre forward maybe to bring on when you're 1-0 up rather than 0-0 because yeah. he'll be set pieces, he'll help. I think I think last year he, he won the most defensive headers out of any League One striker, which does it surprise you? Not, not particularly. So, But look, for me, you know, if both are fit at this moment in time, um, I think you've got to give it to Ben. I think um, he's deserved it. He scored a couple of goals. I can think of the, the goal against Derby. So obviously scored two away at Bristol Rovers. So I think he's got six or seven in all comps, which is pretty decent for someone that's played his first full league season. So um, yeah, I, I can imagine you're probably getting the sway the same way as me, Ben. Keep, keep yeah, I, I think so. I mean, you know. He's not necessarily doing anything wrong. Which, if if someone's not doing anything wrong and they're playing well, you know, where's the justification to drop them? And you know, that's not going to be, well, Tom Hopper's the club captain. Like, you know, if if Ben House is playing well, you you leave him in the team. Hmm. Um, and yeah, it's obviously you know, like you say, with with Tom being the club captain, um, it was good to see him come on. Um, and then when he went down. You know, again, we'll, we'll touch on it later on. But he, he went down towards the end of the game, and I thought, "Oh Christ, has he injured himself again?" And then the camera zoomed in on his face, and he just had blood trickling down, uh, down his cheek, like from I think he caught a gash in his eyebrow, and it just sort of, yeah, just blood trickling down. I thought, ah, yeah, that's that's probably the reason, not that he's injured himself again. But um, yeah, it, it was a dis- it, it was almost. I'm, I, I didn't want to say I was disappointed with with Ben House in that moment because. You look, you look at it back, and it's you know he's he has to run after the ball with his back to goal, and then make the turn. And it's like, well, do you have a sort of first time snapshot? And if he was able to to do that, and you know hit it and score, he wouldn't be playing in League One. Let's you know, I think that's probably fair to say. Um, but yeah, you know, I thought he had a, a relatively decent game. Um, but then that kind of took us up to more or less half time after the penalty um and just yeah it it sort of deflated the game a little bit but the interesting thing to me was watching kind of after the fact or looking back at it at the time when the game was going on a lot of people were oh we're crap oh we're crap oh we're crap oh we're crap as opposed to kind of semi-acknowledging what Shrewsbury were doing um, because Shrewsbury made it difficult for us. And yes, they, I mean, I'm not going to say we were good because, you know, we weren't. You know, there's a lot of misplaced passes. There was a lot of sloppy play and there was a few individual mistakes, which again, we'll come to. But we weren't awful on Saturday, I don't think, in the second half. I think Shrewsbury made it very difficult for us to play the game that we wanted to play. And in that respect... That was where I was coming from when I said, you know, after the game that you, you've got to credit to Shrewsbury because they they knew what they needed to do. They got the goal just before half time. They came out in the second half and they stopped us playing. Um, I can see what you say. I can see what you're saying. Like Shrewsbury definitely did do a job on us. They definitely hmm. stopped us getting the ball into the likes of Diamond uh, and Charles, who were clearly being very effective in the first half. Um, 
I think that I think I looked at one time and there were maybe three, four men surrounding Jack Diamond. And yeah, I, think, I mean, at, at any one point there were two people on Jack Diamond, like it, it, as the ball was coming to him in the second half, because he, he moved into that sort of he moved into the ten roll, didn't he? He moved in in from the wing and he kind of came in centrally. Um, and when he did that, they went, "Oh yeah, okay, well we're going to have to double up on him and make sure he doesn't have a, an opportunity to impact the game." So I think that was that was quite key, really, for for what had happened. Yes, and it, it, whilst it's very complimentary, obviously for Jack that that, that Shrewsbury are that scared of him that they have to put two men on him, um, you then got to it, it then allows the other players more space because there's a, there's a man less marking mm. one of our lads. So the emphasis was then on the likes of Vernon, Ben House, um, um, trying to think of people that, that came on. Uh, but I literally can't remember. I tried to put it out of my mind. Um, you know. It, there's the emphasis on those players to then go and get into that extra space and try and create something, but but nothing happened. Like nothing. Like I, I didn't see anything in that second half that made me go, "Wow, okay, well, they're, they're giving it a go." They just they look laboured. They look tired for some reason. I'm, I'm not too sure. I, I was really disappointed with the second half performance. I thought it, like it was sloppy. Um, they were nowhere near the level that, that they could do. Whilst you have to, to give Shrewsbury the credit, I think that had we switched up a gear at half time and gone, right, shit, we're behind, we need to probably we need to come back and, uh, and play better. Had we had switched up a gear or two, I think we could have beaten them. But I just don't think that the players had that gear to go into um, mm. for one reason or another. And it was disappointing because Shrewsbury, you know, Lincoln Shrewsbury were above them at the table. I think, uh, in the table, we could have gone um, six points clear of them. Um, so they're aside in and around us, and to finish at the top of this mini league that's in the middle of League One, we need to beat them, um, mm. which is disappointing because it, the game was there the first half for us to go there uh, to, to to go and implement our games, but we just didn't. We, it was disappointing, Ben. Um, oh I, yeah, I, I'm not. You know, I'm not saying I was happy with the, with the result. I was. You know, it was a disappointing result. It was frustrating to watch. Yeah, but. I don't think that we were awful like a lot of people were trying to say we were. Um, you know, it, it wasn't the best game that we'll see, but we weren't, I'm trying to think, you know, we weren't like Charlton bad. No, it was Charlton home game. It was inconsistent. And that is the yeah. thing that infuriates a lot of our supporters is yeah. we can go and play Plymouth Argyle off the park. We can go and probably could have, beating Sheffield Wednesday, we're going to beat Barnsley, Ipswich, all these top teams. But then we get to play in Shrewsbury, and no disrespect to Shrewsbury, um, they're a side that are probably on an equal footing with us. I think we're, I think I spoke to Martin, and he said we were both very similar clubs. But they're the teams you want to try and beat, because there's always a team that come from nowhere in the middle mm. of the season to go and, you know, Oxford did it the year... Um, one year, I know for sure. Blackpool, when they when they beat us in the playoff final, they didn't come out of nowhere, but they definitely were the team that in January they put that one together. I think they lost maybe four or five out of third out of thirty, um, and went into obviously pipped us to the playoff final. But it's just disappointing. I think the inconsistency is, is the disappointing thing. But that's what you get when you've got a young squad, and ultimately we've got maybe the third fourth youngest squad in the league and maybe we should expect it but it, it doesn't not make it disappointing when it happens when when you've travelled all the way to Shrewsbury do you know what I mean 
Yeah, I, I do. I think the, um, I, you know, I, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to make sit there and make the excuse, make excuses because it, it was disappointing. But I think um, the, the inconsistency there, I think, you know, like you say, it, it felt to me a lot like the Bolton game. And I said this to Gaz, I think I put it in the group chat, actually, you know, midway through the first or second half. I said, this genuinely feels like the Bolton game in that we've done enough to win it at certain points in the game. We've given away a penalty. Well, you know, we've given away a goal through an individual error um, for the penalty. And ultimately, the second goal is also an individual error, although it's it's not led directly to the goal, but it's led to the move that's created the goal. Um and uh, it, it's not as egregious as Sean Rowan's throw-in at Bolton, but, you know, it it was a, a really poor header from Joe Walsh, which was picked up by Shrewsbury, and then they kind of broke. I think the rest of the back three were probably ball-watching a little bit, um, and it allowed, you know, the lad down the wing to come in, put the cross in, and um, I, I don't think there was anything, you know, that Rushworth could have done about the goal. Um, but... You know, it was frustrating to watch, um, and I was, I was just, yeah, I, I was disappointed coming away from it. But I, well, you know, you're not going to jump to it and say, "Oh, that was that was shit. That was awful. That was the worst performance of the season." It was just one of those games, I think, unfortunately. Yeah. But, so. And it, it was, it was more than the, the simple nature of the goal that probably annoyed me out of every, out of yeah. everything. Um, I think it's a, a, a poor header, like you say. They worked the ball out to the left hand side, and then, like you say. Um, the defence maybe are a little bit asleep. The ball's gone in behind. Jordan Shipley's a player that, that we know we've played against him when he played for Coventry. And Tom Bayless as well is the same because they were both part of that Cov team that um, we got out of, well, they got out of League Two, we didn't, but they were, you know, they were part of that that era. So we know what they're about. We played Tom Bayless last year. We know what he's about. So, yeah, just disappointing. I think um, they switched off. I, what I don't think, what we haven't said yet is, I think in the first half, Paulie picked up a knock. Um, yes, he did. Yeah, Mark, sorry. Yeah, I think Mark came out and said it, and you could, you could physically tell because Paulie is, you know, was when we signed him, was this big, nasty bastard centre half that we need, uh, and he was limping, which I don't think I've ever seen Paulie O'Connor do. Um, yeah, in six months that he's been here, so that was obviously a concern. Obviously, maybe that. Um, not okay. It sounds like I'm making excuses for them, but you know, maybe he's concerned about overstretching an injury or something like that. And but yeah, no, from Shrewsbury's point of view, it's a wonderful goal. It's a really lovely ball in. From oh Shrewsbury. yeah, Bayless has timed the run really well. And at that point, it's game over because Shrewsbury are, are not interested at all in um, in coming to get in the third. They, they, you know, we're, we're there's not really much point of us chasing the game because, as you know, we, we don't tend to do that. So, yeah, it, it just, I mean, if, it, if if there was no um, air left in, in, in the uh, in the air bags anyway, it, it was definitely all, you know, popped out when, when they scored the second. It was deflating to, to be stood there. Um, but th- there is one thing, good thing that came from Shrewsbury Bell, and we mustn't forget. Um, we did see the um, union and joint joint togetherness of two Lincoln City idols in Cornell and Sid. They were both stood together, having a lovely time. Um, and Jack said they were Lincoln City's two biggest um, iconic um, media outlets, obviously, Cornell 
and uh, and said so look, very, you know whilst we're disappointed that we've lost we have hope that these two are going to collab and but can you imagine if Cornell gets sit on the podcast on his podcast I don't know <laughs> I think I'm, I think I think Lincoln would lose the plot it would be fantastic but uh, I digress I just don't want to talk about the game Ben can you tell no that's fair I mean you know, like you say, it, it kind of petered out after their goal. I don't really think, if I recall, I don't think we had many chances at all after that. But Max uh, Sanders had a few nice ones around the box. Their keeper made a good save. I think it was from. I think he meant to cross it, but um, their keep Morosi, their, their keeper made a good save. So, uh, oh yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. Sorry, there was the there was that shot one there from Sanders towards the end, and it. I don't know if it was going in. I think, it's like you say, keeper got a hand to it and tipped it round, but I think it was probably going wide anyway. Um, yeah. And then from but, corners, Bretton either. We, 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 don't, we don't really do it from corners. I can't remember the last time, obviously in my lifetime, I can't remember going, God, we're good at corners. Attacking. <laughs> um, uh, it's, yeah, it's been a while. Like John Beck, maybe? Is that, is, that, is that the right name? Yeah, it probably would be. Well, I mean... You know, the air raid siren came in around Beck's era, from what I remember. So, you know, I think that was why it was because, you know, Beck just liked to pump it up long and it felt like you were in the middle of an air raid at times. But uh, yeah, disappointing one on Saturday. We'll put it behind us. We'll move on. Um, but there hasn't really been a huge amount of news outside, uh, you know, out of the club this week. Um, so it's kind of been left to, you know, rumour and speculation. There's obviously been silly talk about, I think Gaz described it as silly season on the site. You know, all the talk about people that are approaching the end of the contracts, they'll want out in January, they won't want out in January, they're going to stay until the end of the season, leave as a free agent, all the rest of it. I, I, I don't really want to go into all that because, you know, it's just... Let's just see what happens in January. If if somebody leaves in January, they leave in January. Like I think, by and large, the recruitment has been okay enough not to worry too much about that. Um, you know, and I think we'll probably be, you know, we'll be all right if somebody does go in uh, in January. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I, I was watching. Uh, I was watching along with Gaz this morning, and he sort of mentioned that. There aren't too many. There aren't too many instances of glaring, you know, glaring errors in the squad, or, or you know, areas that need massive improvement outside of. And we're going into a transfer window, and you can always be sure of three things in life: death, taxes, and Lincoln looking for a striker in a transfer window. Like that's the only place. That's the only. That's the only spot really that I can think we're, we're short. Bring um, back Lee. third. Third. Step. No. No, we're not bringing back Liangle. We're not bringing back Liangle. Oh. <laughs> oh, Lee, me and Mike is literally... I think it's Liam and Ali, isn't it? They're both crying the fact that you don't want to bring back Liangle. Lee, it was fantastic in that first spell. don't know what he did in the second It's spell, fantastic but... in his first game when he scored a hat-trick against... Was it... Who was it? Was it... Brain yeah. It was yeah, brain he scored a hat-trick in his first game. And then... Got a goal against Forest Green. Yeah, got a good goal against Forest Green. Yeah, and then had the um, had the shot that led to Hawkridge's goal in the Macclesfield game. But um, yeah, not a huge amount in his second (laughs) one. But bizarrely, he's got two championship medal, uh, two champion winning medals with us. Yeah. Or 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 we just go fuck (laughs) it. 
that John Akimbe. Oh. I mean, God, that, I, that would boil some piss, I tell you now. Oh, I love Big John. I'd have him back just to uh, to wash Ben House's boots or something. Do you know what I mean? I have, I've made my feelings on Mr. Akimbe clear before. You know, I thought he was... Uh, thought he was unfairly treated by certain sections of our support and I think he did a job for us uh the fact that he was our top scorer in the season that we went up you know nobody really cares about how many penalties there were at this point like he was our top scorer in the season that we won the league so yeah, anyway every season it's t- it is people are going to speculate and I've seen all the stuff mm-hmm. about all and you know what if he leaves I do does everybody who listens to the podcast and everybody who's a supporter do they trust the current board to, in order to have a contingency plan? Well, if Regan goes, who steps up or who steps in? You know, mm-hmm. I, you know, ba- based on the live pod that we did with obviously with Jairz and Mark, etc. I've got full faith in the board that they've got several conting- contingency plans. If we don't get option A, if Regan goes in January, we're going to get option B. So I've, I've got full faith in them. So yeah. um, obviously, we, we don't want Regan to leave. Is a key part of, of the squad. Um, done really well stepping in as captain while Tom's been injured. Um, 100%. If we lose Regan, it, it again, like Chris keeps saying, it's the model. It's getting players coming from other lower league teams to come to us, give them a platform. Go, we're not going to stand in your way. Go to the championship and go and put us on 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 the map, which like Brennan Johnson, which Harry Toffolo, which Teo Eden, mm-hmm. which probably doing. So it's football, and and you know I, I really I really enjoyed Gaz's article that he put, did he put it up today or yesterday about the hits and miss misses. In the I league. think that was yesterday's one. Yeah, I quite enjoyed that actually. Um, mm. You know, this time last year we had no idea that Norton Coffee was coming into the building. We didn't know mm-hmm. who he was, uh, and look at the look at the player he was, and John Marcus as well. I think that would be unfair for me to not to talk about Marcus. So yeah, you know what. If he goes, he goes. Someone else is going to come in. The main thing is Lincoln City is here. We're in League One. We're having a great time. 100%. 100%. And I think that's the that's the key thing for me is that, you know, one player leaving isn't going to break a season, isn't going to make or break the season. Um, as good as Regan Paul's been, like, like you say, there will be contingencies in place. Um, I think, I think when we've had previous conversations with Liam, you know, he said there are, always succession plans in place for, you know, what if Clive leaves tomorrow? What if Liam leaves tomorrow? What if Jez or, you know, um, well, if anybody leaves, you know, if Mark okay. leaves, if... Podcast, what are we going to do? <laughs> Celebrate? I don't know. Um, but like, uh, you know, if I, I imagine that's the case with players as well. You know, if they, they'll have a list of players that they would like to identify as potential targets. And, you know, if so-and-so leaves or if somebody comes in with a bid for this player, we deem that it meets the valuation of the player, they will go and we will have a name lined up to replace them. That's what happened with Jamie Robson coming in to replace Teo Eden. But Lewis, Lewis Montsmith is not even in the squad. Yep, absolutely. How perfect would he be in this this, um, system that we play with long diagonal ball? Did everyone watch him play in that playoff season? (laughs) (laughs) I know we made that really bad pass against was it Shrewsbury where we lost one nil at home he yeah. just made this stupid square pass but you know it was fantastic and I think he's going to be really good in this system 
really good. So if Regan leaves January, we've got Lewis to come straight in. And that's well, not straight straight in, maybe not. I think he'll still need a bit of time to get himself yeah. back to fitness. But, but we've still got we've got somebody yeah. who can and play the right centre yeah, back, yeah. and then allowing TJ to go out and be the right wing back. So yeah, yeah. fascinating, fascinating. Love the general yeah. transfer. Love it. Yeah, it's always a. I, I always say I'm not going to get sucked into it, and then you know there I am, transfer deadline day, Sky Sports News on. You know, till eleven o'clock at night, and I'm always there. I'm just like, oh, sign through. <laughs> I'm looking forward to the te- the uh, tweet that goes out, maybe at ten to eleven or whatever the deadline time is. You up from from Lincoln City, like, with a li- <laughs> and it's gonna be and it's gonna be a bloody left back on loan from Millwall that we don't need. That's never gonna get a kick. Sorry, that was James Brown. James Brown, Jordan, Can't Jordan remember. Brown, Jordan Brown. Oh no, hang on, Jordan Robertson. It was James Brown, I think. Yeah. Well, the guy that came in from was it Millwall? Never got a kick. Yeah. There you go. Was that during COVID season? No, that was the everyone league too. Uh, okay, because I was going to say there were a few players that came in in that uh, in the, in the January window during the COVID season. It's like they they've been part of Lincoln City history, but because they had their photo taken in a shirt and never actually got to play because the season got curtailed. Yeah. Mental. Anyway. Yeah, anyway. Okay. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move on to Saturday. Um, first and foremost, uh, you know, a bit of sad news this morning as we're talking. Um, the the last Ambuster, uh, Mr. Johnny Johnson, sadly passed away um, on a Wednesday night. Um, and there will be a minute's applause for him before the game on Saturday. So do get in early and do take part in that because 101 is a hell of an age and, you know, he's lived an amazing life as well. So I think it's only right that we get in there and we celebrate the life of Johnny Johnson before the game. Um, I was sort of listening to some of the tributes to him today and I knew he was a, a teacher, but apparently he um, he also did a lot of, um, I, I don't want to say therapy, like he wasn't a therapist, but there's something that, was said i was just about to say it and it disappeared out of my head but oh, yeah. he did he did yeah. a lot of he did a lot of work you know with the community as well uh after he came back from you know retired from the raf so unbelievable life um just i think that you know red state over 50 bombing raids uh, and at a very young age as well so definitely definitely get yourself in nice and early celebrate his life and uh let's you know, see him off in the in the way that only Lincoln City fans can. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I obviously didn't know him, but good bloke. Obviously, put his the country his country first, and we shall all you know we should be eternally grateful for for what he did for not only this area but also for for our country and making sure that we can live our lives the way that we do now. So, um, rest in peace, um, Johnny. Um, I hope. The thoughts and families of, I'm sure, of, of all everybody here at the Stacey West team, uh, of his, um, his family and his friends and his close friends. Um, obviously, you never like to, to hear about anybody passing away, especially somebody who is is quite an iconic member uh, of Lincoln City history. Obviously, with the Dambusters. So, um, yeah. rest in peace and uh, let's give him a, a good send off on uh, Saturday afternoon. Indeed, I believe the phrase is "blue skies." So, yeah, um, but. After that, we will have a football match uh, against Wickham Wanderers, who had 
quite a decent performance against Portsmouth the other night, which was uh, live on the old telly box. Um, wasn't expecting them to come away with a 2 0 win against Portsmouth. Really? Yeah. I I mean, I know before the game, they were talking a lot about Portsmouth and saying, you know, they, they've, was it, they've only won one in nine, I think it was. Yeah, nine points from the last 30 available for Pompey. Yeah, some it was something along those lines, and then I think we all, you know, we all know what Danny Cowley can be like when he's uh, when he needs to get a point across. And I think he was quite quite keen to say, "Well, we haven't lost in X number of games." Trying to put the positive spin on it, um, it almost sounds a bit like me and Gaz. But um, yeah, I think I I was expecting Portsmouth to take it on Sat- uh, Sunday, um, and I was quite shocked to be honest uh, what I saw um you know Wickham getting two goals and it wasn't undeserved either you know they, they, they deserved all the points um so do we think that that's going to happen again at the weekend as Gareth Ainsworth comes back to the bank um difficult I mean just to, to touch on Sunday I thought um whilst Wickham did play well to be fair to them um Wickham have stereotypically been a very good home side so the year they got to the um, League One playoffs, they were excellent at home, struggled on the road. Um, they've been sort of similar this year. They've lost a couple of games at home that they, they should have won. Um, but away from home, their record isn't isn't the best. Uh, they lost their last away game to away at Cheltenham, which is ironic because that is also our next away game. Uh, mm-hmm. Lost by a goal to nil, but they did beat Forest Green the time before. But yeah, they played well against Portsmouth. I mean, it's, we're not playing Pompey, so I won't focus too much on them on, on Portsmouth, but they were really poor. Um, I think without Josh Griffiths, they probably would have lost by three or, three or four. Um, mm-hmm. Josh made a couple of really good saves in that game. Um, but we, we know what quality Josh Griffiths has so um, yeah Wickham they're, they're an interesting team um, obviously they've got some good players in there um, Anis Mometi I was telling you about off air um, came through the ranks at um, Tottenham and Norwich was released um, Wickham then picked him up from Woodford Town uh, basically Wickham have gone down the Brentford model and have a B team rather than have a 21s or an academy like we do um, just to try and be different Obviously, it's then helped the likes of Mometi get a, a place into the first team. And I don't think he's looked back really Albanian under-21 international as well. So, um, really tiny player that plays out on the left-hand side. They've also um, got Gareth McCleary, who's had a, a career in the Championship pretty much his entire time. Um, been at, was a long time at Forest. I think he's been at Ipswich. Um, definitely scored against us last year because we lost 1-0 there last year, didn't we? And he's got a pineapple on his head a bit like Ivan Tony did <laughs> years ago. Um, but, but no, careful, the, the, careful, you'll get called a racist for that. Uh, look, Ben, they're a good side. That You know, they're, they're, not, they're not bad at all. They're, they're obviously, they're going to be direct because Gareth Ainsworth's teams always are. We know what to expect from Wickham. Um, half of me sort of believes that this, this whole indication from FIFA uh, to try and sort of stop... You know, when the ball goes out of play and they want to stop the clock. I have a feeling this is to get to Wickham Wanderers because <laughs> I the year that they got promoted and we got to the playoffs in League Two, that game at Central Bank, nil-nil. Literally, I felt like I was sat down half an hour. That's It went that quickly. Do you remember? It boiled my piss something chronic, that game. It was the most frustrating 90 minutes of football. Well, most frustrating 200 minutes of football, at least what it felt like. Yeah, I um, yeah. Look, they're, a, they're a good side, mate. They've they've got some good players. David Wheeler, who 
was at QPR at Exeter. We almost signed him. Um, they've got Brandon Hanlon, who we almost signed as well. He obviously was at Bristol Rovers. I think mm-hmm. Joey Barton said, oh, yeah, Lincoln have bid for him. And then he ended up going to Wickham, which, you know, fair enough. Uh, the, the real strong point in their team for me, though, is their centre-back pairing. I think it's probably one of the best in the league. Um Ryan Taffazoli, who, to be fair, we make some pretty good content on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen it, Ben. There's some really good seen that, no. in, insightful videos as to what it's like to be a professional footballer. He he um, puts a mic, he mics up and goes out on the pitch. So, uh, okay. Both some abuse at him. You might be able to get yourself famous in one of his YouTube videos. <laughs> um, but he's also partnered by Alfie Mawson, who was a Wickham lad to start with. He then went and had a Premier League career. and he played for Swansea. He, I'm trying to figure out where Alfie Morrison's been, but he's definitely spent the majority of his career bouncing between the Premier League and the Championship. So they're a good side. They play they play direct football. Uh, Sam Vokes, obviously, is someone that, that we've come up against before. Um, he was part of that Burnley team that we beat in the FA Cup. So, look, they're a good side. They're coming off a good performance. Obviously, we're coming off a bad performance. So... Wickham games at home tend to be pretty tight from what I can remember. Last year we drew 1-1 at home. They scored a pretty late header. Uh, year before, the time before that obviously was that 0-0. So, yeah, difficult. But uh, certainly a game that's winnable because if we do beat them, we do go above them with a game in hand still. So, uh, if they're above us in the league table, but that means we're going to win, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's nailed on. Absolutely nailed on. No. Look, it's going to be a difficult game. Um, we know what Wickham are about. They're physical. They, they're direct. Um, they don't have... Uh, I think there's a couple of players that they're obviously were going to miss um, this year, the big one being Akin Fenway, of course. Um, but Literally. I think... Yeah. Um, I, I just... I tried to let that one go, certainly, Jake. Thanks for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, they, they've... They don't seem to have changed much in terms of style. Um, and, you know, fair play, it works for them. You know, it, it works for Wickham that they play the way that they play. You know what you're going to get. And I think I, I did see a tweet. Um, I think, it, uh, yeah, it was it was Jack, um, Jack Mulhall that, that tweeted out about... Um, Loads of shout outs this week, isn't he? He is, yeah. He's a popular man. Now, it was when um, when the news broke about uh, about Johnny Johnson, he said, you know, it does seem fairly ironic that we're playing Wickham this weekend because we're likely to make it to the 101st minute for the round of applause, um, which I yeah. thought was, you know, a fair comment on, on Wickham because the last time, like I said, that 2018 game, oh, it was painful the amount of time wasting that went on then. Um, but I, for- I'm... Looking forward, sorry, Ben, sorry to interrupt. I'm looking forward to Gareth Ainsworth coming over to our supporters first uh, and clapping us before he claps the Wickham fans, which really boils the piss of the Wickham fans I, I've, I've been in for. <laughs> so, that would be amazing. Because uh, Gareth, when he comes, he likes to do a nice old big lap and then he might eventually stop off at the away fans and go, well, they wanted me out a couple of months ago, so you know what, no, I'm not going to go clap there. Which is ridiculous, by the way. Wanting Gareth Ainsworth out. Could you imagine? No. I, I mean, you're asking somebody that voted him number one in uh, in Gaz's poll of you know favorite players of all time. Like he uh, he was the first footballer to make me cry when he left the club. Let's just say that much. I wish I'd seen him play. Was he? I, I, I obviously I know it's because I'm young, but he's definitely one player that from the past I would have gone. Yeah, you know what? I, I'd have loved to have seen him in his prime in a red and white shirt. 
Yeah, it was. Uh, it, we've we've spoken about it before, and you, you can go and catch up on the hundred greatest players podcast that we did. Um, but it really was just he, he got it. He understood football. You know, he understood what it was to be a professional footballer at that sort of era, um, and he was just so good. Um, and unfortunately, you know, his, his time at Lincoln was was all too brief for for many people. But um, you know, his name's still synonymous with the club. Hopefully, he de- gets a decent reception on Saturday. I'm sure he will, because you know he's, he's just Lincoln City legend. So, um, but we will applaud him before the game, and then we'll scream at him for ninety minutes, and then we'll applaud him after the game. That's how it works. Um, I'm not feeling too confident about this one, if I'm brutally honest. Um, I, you know, after seeing. After seeing the game on on Sunday um, on the TV, and after you know watching our game the day before, I was sat there thinking, "Hmm, I'm I'm not expecting great things from the weekend, if I'm honest." But we do know, obviously, no two games are the same, no two weekends are the same, and we will potentially well, we'll be looking to bounce back from the, Saturday's the, performance. So the, I'm, I think, fiction because well, I I think we're going to get beat on Saturday. We've not even we've not even let a Wickham fan come on and defend themselves first, have we? Well, I was going to say I think we're going to get beat on Saturday. What do you think we're going to do on Saturday? Uh, I think we're going to win. Okay, and we will get the views of a Wickham fan. Marcelo, his name is, he is a Mexican Wickham supporter, not the left back that played for uh, Real Madrid all those years ago. <laughs> And his contract terminated with Olympiacos. No, Marcelo uh spotted us speak to him yesterday. Uh Wednesday. Wednesday. Um yeah, he, he gave me a bit of insight into Wickham. He has got a thick accent, but um yeah, here's what he had to say. Um <laughs> now then let's talk about the season so far for, for, for Wick. Um it's been pretty pretty inconsistent, I would say. I think you've been down towards the lower half of the table for most of it. Obviously, you've just jumped into into tenth ahead of us. Um, how would you assess the, the the first sort of twenty games or so that you've played? Yeah, um, I, I mean it's been quite like, like a bumpy ride with some with some good games with with some patch of uh, like um, good games and stuff. But I mean it was always going to be difficult to uh, after the the um, Wembley blow on on May against um, um, Sunderland. Then losing the likes of uh, Bloomfield, Stockdale, Bayo, Stuart, those like four really important players in our in our squad, uh, in the locker room. I mean, it it was ne- never gonna be easy. And I mean, and um, and Iceworth, he always says about like this, like um, the players' um, personality in in the locker room, their they the other intangibles that that they bring and like those four players were like key men in uh, in his squad so i mean it's it's like kind of like a transition and also i mean i think the last three seasons we've been really punching above um, um above our weight i, I mean and um, playoff final then championship then another uh, playoff finals so i mean this season could be seen more as a transition but I think if we are like in this kind of spots, I, I, I mean, not not really far from the playoff places. I mean, I think we we can like find our um, um, our place also, and also the first like few months we've been like here with uh, um, injuries also, and um, 
Tafazzoli at the back is a bit like uh, inconsistent with with uh, injuries. Bokes also was uh, absent for for quite a while. So, so, so I mean, we are we are trying to to get our um, our match squad fit, and I think it's I mean a bit odd start, but like uh, taking all the circumstances, I think we are in a very good spot. Uh, and talk to me then about your first goal scorer, Anis Mometi. Um, really come to the fore over the last sort of eighteen months or so. Um, signed from from Woodford in twenty twenty, and has really pressed on. Probably on current form, would you'd have to argue with probably one of the top five players in in League One at the moment. Uh, talk to us a little bit about Anis and the the way he's able to impact this Wickham Wanderers side. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, he's been an outstanding player last season, also this season too. I mean, he's he's still in the process of um, um, becoming that top, top player because he sometimes doesn't make the right call at the end. I mean, the the second goal was outstanding. I I, I mean, he made the the right pass to uh, to GMAC for the second goal, but there, there, there have been sometimes this season that that his final touch is is not the best, but I think it's all part of like um, he um, um, further um, enhancing his game in our team. And yeah, I mean he like signed for us for the B team uh, for for this like um, like since since we scrapped um, um, our um, academy. I mean this like B team uh, mm. scheme where we find like these players that that didn't make the cut for. For 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 some teams that, that, that are in the lookout for for more uh, opportunities and stuff. So I mean, uh, Anis was a was a big big uh, found for us. He's been, I mean, he also played, I mean, some minutes in the championship season. Then last season, I think this season he's really coming into form into a very good player. And I mean, we we just have to enjoy, uh, like his. Um, part um, for us, and just wait if if if, if, if there's a bit. Um, is is there a worry that? And yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, he's a very very good player. He's technical. Yeah, yeah. Is is there a worry that you might lose him in um, the wind the window the January window upcoming, or in the summer next year if you don't get promoted out of the league one this year? Yeah, like I think that's a that's a real um, like fear for us. I mean, we are never gonna get um, a hold of of that um, kind of player with with a big big roof. I mean, he has lots to to improve. He's he's still quite young, so yeah. I um, I think there's there's a quite good odds that uh, that he may leave like this uh, this market or um, or in summer. What would you go for for a score prediction, Marcelo, for for Saturday afternoon? I mean, I would go maybe the same, the same um, result we had um, um, last time we were met. I'm, I'm going for a for a draw. And there we go. Thank you, Marcelo. Um, where can we find Marcelo? Does he do? Does he do content? Does he do? Does he, he has he has a Twitter account that he has sent me that I will make sure that I send to you to put in the, in the uh, description. In I the can't, description. I cannot remember for the life of me. He has it's a message that I've got on Telegram that I've not opened yet. So okay. So uh, it, yeah, but there we go. I mean, yeah, I. 
like I said, I'm not I'm not overly confident. Um, I think unless we hear from Mark Kennedy uh, in his press conference, and you know, he says that the, uh, some of the players are looking to be back from injury because at the moment we're still looking quite light up top. I I don't think there's probably too much in terms of the. That, no, I think I think um, from what I can remember before the Shrewsbury game, they they were confident that Danny was going to make be a part of the squad this weekend. So, maybe oh really? That, oh, I I must have missed that. Maybe having Danny Mandroy back would be would be big. I think Garrett's one that's not too far away. Um, okay. And he's well. He's definitely. Um, I, I know this might have been covered by uh, by Gary and, and and Chris last week, but looking like a different animal from when he came in. That sounds to me a bit more positive. Uh, okay. One hell of a player away at, at Plymouth Argyle last year. So, um, yeah. It, it, hopefully, Danny's fit because obviously Danny was on such a good run before he went out the side. So, uh, mm. I think Teddy's not far away. Either. I think he had a little minus back. So. Yeah, I so say he had a little bit of a run out, didn't he? Um, came on for Tom Hopper um, the other week, and then I think I did hear um, Mark's post-match interview where he said that you know Teddy's got. I think he took a bit of a knock, but it's a minor setback. It's not a full-blown, you know, crap. He's he's out for another six weeks. It was just said it's a minor setback. So fingers crossed. But I'd, I'd like to see that. You know, if we see a number of those names either on the bench or even the starting eleven. My prediction might change, <laughs> but as it as it currently stands, <laughs> oh, no, what was that? you look you genuinely look like you was on the toilet. No, that's uh, that face, oh. and there we go. So you know that's that's <laughs> exclusively for Jake there. No, I I just I, I don't know. I I always get a bit nervy about you know Wickham and looking at previous meetings. We've never beaten Wickham. Um, we've played them six times. Uh, we've drawn three and we've lost three. So maybe it's time to turn it around on Saturday. I don't know. It'd be interesting, but um, yeah, I, I, I'd love, I'd love it if we came away with a win because it set me up nicely for the evening, as it would with everybody else. And if I, those of you that aren't aware, um, the club bars are staying open after the game, so you can go and watch the uh, the World Cup quarterfinal um, in the bars. If you want to, um, I don't know if we will be, because it'll no doubt be heaving. No, don't uh, get into that. Yeah, I'm probably going to come home and have a nice cup of tea or coffee. God, you are old, aren't you, Ben? Said, 36, man. I'll probably have a beer at home. It'll be all right. Um, but I don't think there's too much else to talk about this week uh, in terms of Lincoln City. Like I say, it's been a relatively quiet week, uh, news-wise. We're just... I think waiting for that Christmas rush of games and then the inevitable January madness where we will get a thousand DMs or a thousand notifications a day from Cornell as it links us from everyone to everyone from, you know, bloody Ricky Miller to Ronaldo or whoever, you know, it would be, yeah, but we would probably be able to budget for about two minutes of his time. I'll take it. <laughs> what? Sign him up as a player, bring him on with two minutes to go, watch him score two, and then piss off. A game where we need to win, like maybe a game against someone like a Shrewsbury, maybe a Shrewsbury at home next 
at home this season. Nil-nil with, with 10 minutes to go and with two minutes to go. Bring on Ronaldo. That would beat Shrewsbury. That'd be nice, wouldn't it? It's not quite how it works, Jake. It's not FIFA. Well, that's yeah, a good point. <laughs> I'll go back to playing cricket then. Yeah, go on. Back to Cricket 22 on your PS5. Um, but no, I think that does. I genuinely don't think there's been a huge amount of news. Um, but do check out Gaz's articles on the site because they are um, they're pretty good this week. There's the, you know, the, the, the one about the transfer windows is very interesting read. Um, there's a couple of other good ones as there there as well. That's the words I'm trying to get out. And also, uh, final thing about about the Wickham game. Um, do if you can, please do uh, bring uh, a couple of tins of food or you know box of cereal or whatever you can. Drop it in the fan zone in the uh, supporters trust sensor uh, food bank box because I think they're they're really pushing that hard this weekend. Obviously, you know a lot of people are going to be struggling at the minute because of the heat and bills and all the rest of it. And if you can, if you've got a couple of spare tins or something, just bring them along. Drop them in the box, and you know you might make a difference to somebody. So uh, yeah, all all will be appreciated. And I know. Uh, Craig, the guy that runs the Sense of Food Bank, is a lovely bloke as well, and um, he he does an awful lot for it. So, do what you can, help people out, and it'll all be good. Anything else, Jake? No. Well, you were just plugging the blog, so I'm going to plug the, the YouTube site. So, um, come over to the Stacey West on YouTube. We're not just a podcast and, and web, uh, website. Uh, a lot of hours do go into the YouTube channel. We are trying to reach. 1,000 subscribers over on the channel, which I think we're about 300 away. And to be fair, when we started at Moment regularly, we were sat about 250. So we've had quite a lot of growth over the last 18 years. 18 years, uh, <laughs> 18 months. Um, so, yeah, if you could come over and, uh, and drop a subscribe, that would be must have been appreciated, as there will be a preview and a review of this, of this, uh, this game up. Uh, review goes out on Sunday. So uh, make sure you come over and check that out as well. Absolutely. And until then, um, we will see you next week. I think it's me and Gaz next week. You yeah, should know the road by now. Yeah, should be me and Gaz next week. But uh, we'll see you then. But until then, up the imps. the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.